But I think with rates and what's happening now, there's definitely going to be a huge boost, uh, at least initially. What's a typical 30-year running, like three and five A's? Uh, we actually, uh, one of the, uh, by the way, we, we're all going to be uh, sharing a, a win at the end of this. So if you have any wins for the week that you could think of, uh, start thinking about it now at the end of each. Yeah. But um, we're, we're actually uh, locking them right now at three and a quarter with no points on both conforming and on high balance. Three and a quarter for a 30 year? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, pretty crazy. Wow. That is pretty crazy. What's up, Chuck? Hey, hey. How we doing? Good, man. Long time no see. Yeah, long time no see. I almost wore my camo shirt for you. <laughs> Our twin camo right? situation. All right, let me get set up here. I was trying to log on. All of a sudden, I got this Zoom, critical Zoom update I had to do. So I had to do it. Um, all right, are we live now? Yeah, we've been live. Oh. Doing this live. If we've been live this whole time, matching water then. Okay, I'll deal with that, that matching water. Yeah, there you go. All right. <clears throat> so we know what we're discussing today. Uh, we're talking about the Dodgers and then moving to Lakers, right? Was that the... Yeah. Yep, yep. Lakers are going to be exciting. We'll see. We'll see. I heard a rumor, too. Is that true? Anybody hear anything? Let's hear it. Maybe we did. This is how they start. <laughs> What'd you hear? I heard that they're going to start uh, practicing and planning on uh, hopefully getting back to some some sort of uh, a season uh, in about two weeks or so. Nice. Well, you heard Florida opened it up for all sports, right? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, Florida governor said anybody who wants to play any sports in, in the state is more than welcome to. We're, didn't we're they open it with no audience, though? Yes. Yeah, they're all going to be no audience, but yeah, uh, yeah, but 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 he's ready to go now, <laughs> and that's where the last uh, mixed martial arts fight was. Florida, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Before okay you know it, it's all going to be open. Yeah. Oh, for Zoom. Is there a code for Zoom or just letting people in one at a time? Letting them in. Um, should I start letting people in, uh, Lior? Sure. There you go. Hello. Everyone's going to be joining. Uh, uh, muted, I believe. We can unmute as, um, as they come in. Hey, how are you? Hello. How's life? Good, how are you? You know, doing the same old thing. Every <laughs> Thursday too. Did you ever meet Lior? Yep. And that's David right there. Hello. Hi. 
How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Good. Okay, here we go. Who's that? That is the that guy? infamous. What up, Chuck? And all the guys are. Chucky, thank you for Agnes, Baba. I can't believe you have a agency shirt on. That's uh, weird. I'm fucking working. What do you mean agency? What's the to do? I even have my suit, but I took it off because I'm driving. You're live here, so you're gonna need to watch the f bombs. Oh, f the. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I forgot that our people. But Thanks I said. Thanks for you. Thanks for Agnes. Good to yeah. see you. Good Hello. to see you. This is Hi. Chantel. Nice to Hi, Chantel. Nice to see you. Awesome. You're looking sharp there. <laughs> um, this is as sharp as I get um, nowadays. <laughs> Stay at home wardrobe. That's right. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah, keep it real. That's, uh, that's the, new, the new way of doing business. Shani <laughs> just joined us. Everybody wish Shani a happy birthday. It's her birthday. Oh, yeah. Ah. Happy Thank birthday. You. Thank you. <laughs> I think we'll give it another uh, two minutes and then uh, for everybody to join, we'll get started. But for now, just enjoy chit chat. Yeah. So, um, oh, here we go. Hi, Celine. Okay. Okay. We're going to get on in one minute. Can't believe a guy's wearing an agency shirt. What do you want me to wear? I'm Keller kidding. Williams? I'm kidding. <laughs> you never not wear an agency shirt. I like that. I, I tattoo against my chest. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wonderful. Okay, so we've got everybody here. We want to get started. Lior? Uh, yeah, let me just go ahead and mute uh, everyone. Give me one second. And I will unmute Chuck. All right. So, again, thank you, everybody, for joining. This is our uh, – I'm actually surprised we made it to five, uh, five episodes. This is our fifth uh, episode of Rubbing Elbows. Mm -hmm. uh, here is to really get everybody together and uh, learn from some of the top uh, guys and girls in our industry. Uh, this week we have uh, David Libovich, which is one of the general managers at Realtor.com. Uh, he's a great friend. Uh, Chuck and him go way back, and we've done a panel together. So we're going to learn a lot. We're going to try to dig in and pick his brain and then try to understand, uh, you know, from the data what's going on and uh, what we can all do in the industry to, to, help, uh, to help grow and, and get better. Uh, Chuck, you want to take it away and uh, introduce David and maybe get started? Yeah, I think you already did it. David, uh, Senior Manager at Realtor.com. Um, an all-around fantastic guy. Um, we, my first question for you is, obviously, we know each other for a very long time. We go back to high school, actually. My question to you is, how did you work your way to uh, this extremely respectable uh, position that you're at at, you're at at uh, Realtor.com? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you for having me here. And, uh, you know, this is a uh, unique opportunity to be in and, you know, everyone on the phone, I would love to do this in person in a networking event 
or uh, you know some some other way of doing this. But this is the way we do it now. This is our new temporary normal. Uh, but to answer your question, Chuck, it's you know being genuine, um, being empathetic. I, I've never expected anybody on my team to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Um, I was taught, I come from a Eastern European background where, you know, hard work gets it done. And, you know, I saw my parents work really hard growing up. Uh, I wasn't scared of hard work. Um, you know, it's, it's always about the extra hours, right? I'm, I've always found that you're not always necessarily the best salesperson in the room, but willing to put in the extra hours, the extra work, make those few extra calls. And before you know it, you have X amount of hours on the phone more than everybody else or X amount of time talking to customers more than everybody else. Okay. That's a, that's a very fair answer. Thank you for yeah. that. Um, we're going to have uh, a few questions from people at the end. And by the yeah, way, I want to sure. just uh, acknowledge a few people that are on here um, with us. Uh, we've got Sabine and Chantel from Topanga Properties. That's a 45-year-old uh, brokerage out in Topanga um, that they're relaunching and rebranding. I want to acknowledge them. We've got Iris uh, with us too, Ben Caspi. We've got Larry Feinberg from Hawaii, uh, Guy Azar hey. Agency, Brian Payne, Super Agent Brian Payne. Hey, Brian. Uh, Jessica, uh, Michelle, Shanice. Everybody's here. I'm happy to see you. Hey, guys. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, agents, investors, brokers, title escrow people, uh, pretty much anyone in real estate that's, uh, trying to level up or, or looking there, uh, to keep their ear to their ear to the street. Yeah. How can they align themselves with your brand with realtor.com? Um, yeah. for example, like I've signed up with market reach program, which reaches specific uh, targets, mm -hmm. uh, territory, things like that. Could you maybe explain that program to our viewers or maybe is there is there like an easier way that you can share how they can maximize their exposure? Is it simply just setting up a profile for realtor.com or is it, uh, can they yeah, dig deeper? Sure, sure. The profile helps, but you know, the programs, the market reach is, is one of the great programs that allows you to get in front of uh, people searching, right? And, and let's say somebody goes to realtor.com they fill out a lead form. That was the more traditional way of where we can kind of monetize leads that way and then provide them to someone like yourself, right? If you're interested. Uh, the newer way, which is the market reach, which is the one you were talking about, where let's say somebody went on realtor.com and didn't fill out a lead form and went away. And maybe 10 minutes later, they went on Facebook or they went on Instagram. It's an opportunity for us to now take some properties that Chuck have for sale or something that Chuck maybe wants to feature. And we're putting Chuck in front of them. We're putting, uh, I believe it's LA fixers that you have, right? Um, whatever you have featuring, we're now putting in front of the, the buyer. Why this is beneficial, you are getting people at different stage of the home buying process, right? Some people went to realtor.com the first time they were thinking about, hey, maybe I'll move to Calabasas, right? And they want to see what, what homes are going for it you are showing up as the expert in that area, right? For instance, and it'll allow you to be in front of them, even if they go back to Facebook or Instagram, you know, the next day later or, or you know, 24 hours later, uh, they're constantly seeing you. Maybe at that point they decide to take action 
they would fill out that lead form and on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, it would get filled out right away and it would go right to you, Chuck. So they wouldn't even leave Facebook or Instagram. It'd be a native lead form right then and there. Uh, the results have been phenomenal. How this is different than what everyone else is doing is we're able to have a better idea from our database who's a better fit for actually taking action. We kind of know based on steps that homeowners take or potential homeowners take that they're more ready or more serious to, to pull the trigger. Okay. And that's your, that's, that's basically your thing. It's your technology, right? It's, it's a realtor. It's technology. our technology. 100%. 100%. Fantastic. Yeah. So David, um, let me uh, jump in and ask. Of you. course, of course, Lior. Um, there's a lot of uh, changes. We're seeing trends uh, change very quickly with everything that's happening with COVID. What are you guys seeing as far as yep. behind the scenes that's, uh, that's changing? And, and more importantly, what are you seeing that uh, realtors are doing that's actually working for them uh, with, with the times now? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's definitely changing. Uh, the, the first put, uh, input of really good news, and we got the news yesterday, uh, new listings are up 15% over the last few weeks. So now this tells us just, just in the last week that people are starting to put their listings out on the market. And that's a nationwide statistic, but it's still a pretty good statistic. I think of the reopening of the states, that's, that's really ideal. Uh, the other thing that's different is when an agent connects with a potential person over the phone, could be a lead that came from us or just anybody, could be a referral that you're talking to right now, they're actually um, doing an immediate Zoom meeting. Right, so they can see what the person looks like. The person can see what they look like, and it's the closest thing to doing a face-to-face -face in today's environment. In front of that Zoom meeting, or while they're doing the Zoom meeting, they'll pull up a Realtor.com uh, website with them. They'll show them maybe some of the listings they're looking at. They'll find an idea of what they like, what they don't like. They'll pull up the calendar with the potential person on the phone. They'll set up a time when they can do another virtual meeting. And they're trying to do as much of it as they can over the phone or over the Zoom versus, you know, you would normally, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee or, hey, let's meet at this property. There's less and less of that. Um, we've seen, especially in the San Diego area, we've seen uh, some offers being made, um, you know, things going to escrow sight unseen. And then, you know, once it gets a little bit closer when inspection's about to happen, then that's actually when they're going in making sure they're properly covered up and, and, you know, they're checking out the property for the first time. So you, you mentioned, uh, you know, states are opening up and every state is opening up uh, differently. California probably completely different ones to yeah. follow, but what can we learn from some of the states that are opening up sooner? Uh, and, and what can, what can we take away as soon as we get to that point where we're opening up uh, here in California and maybe be a step ahead of the game in terms of our market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so know your, know your audience, right? Um, we have people that we deal with right now that are uh, a little more cautious and, you know, they, they want to be careful going into the properties and everyone should take the proper precautions and everyone should wear gloves when appropriate and cover, cover their, their, uh, their face with masks, um, you know, protection first, but, you know, this is a lot of the unknown and we're going into uncharted uh, territories. I would make sure that um, 
you, you see what your potential customer is comfortable with, right? And if you're representing a seller, see what they're comfortable with. Uh, I heard situations where sellers said, hey, anyone can come in at any point, I just need to sell my house. And I've, I've heard sellers say, only when I know there's an offer in hand will I open up my doors. And, and my answer is they all work, right? You have to be sensitive to who your, who your uh, audience is, right? So that's, I, I think being, and, and one of the questions that Chuck asked me, you know, what's, what's worked with all this? Put yourself in their shoes and kind of understand where they're coming from and have that empathy to understand that this is unique to all of us. Everyone's treating it differently and, and we got to respect that. Well, you bring up a, a very important point with knowing your customer, and that's true all the time, but especially now. Um, yeah. Seeing any trends or are buyers shopping differently? Are they looking for things that they wouldn't care about in the past, things that we should be paying attention to? Yeah. So I'm sure you guys seen the meme uh, is going around in the real estate community, but could you see yourself being quarantined here? You guys see that meme going around? I thought yeah. it was pretty funny. But, you know, it's it's going to, we're all at home much, much longer now, right? And people are looking around going, gosh, I wish I had a pool or I wish I had an extra bedroom. So I, I do see that, especially in the millennial um, area, but we are seeing people looking to upgrade to larger homes, maybe more of a backyard, maybe less in the uh, city and more um, in the area. Uh, so yeah, there is definitely a flock to that, but people are looking to upgrade. Um, could be a lateral move as far as what they're spending, but they're getting more for the money. And, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, if it's like this, this is these are the things I want to check out on my list that I have. I don't want to settle right now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I've been hearing a lot of that too. Um, people are seeing this as the new norm and, you know, home is, you want to make it as comfortable as possible now, even more with, with home offices and yep. all that good stuff. Um, I want to sure. ask you about, uh, realtor.com as, as a com as a company as a whole, uh, in regards to, uh, how it's shaping for the rest of the year, what it's gearing for, you know, how it's gearing up for like 2021 things that we should know about. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some new products that I can't talk about right now, but we're definitely uh, wanting to launch those between now and the end of the year. And it is to be more competitive. And, you know, we, Realtor.com has a very unique and privileged relationship with the NAR, National Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. and that for granted, right? The relationship is we're here to service the real estate community maybe a little bit different than some of the other sites that are out there in the sense that, you know, we're in it with you guys. So constantly looking for uh, opportunities, options that um, complement what you guys are currently doing. And uh, we've gotten some pretty good feedback with it so far and, uh, you know, more to come as that, that comes along. But it's, it's really um, responding to the home buyer and home buyer experience as soon as possible. Uh, we found no different than, you know, somebody who, who's doing Uber Eats, right? They want everything instant. They want everything right away. Um, somebody may be going to the site and say, hey, I'd like to find my mortgage person. I would like to find my title person. I want to find my insurance person all in one place. I want you to tell me who the best person is. And that's, that's a little more unique. 
uh, that we haven't seen as much in the past, but it's something that's ad adapting pretty quickly. Question uh, that keeps coming up in every one of these episodes is yeah. uh, the whole uh, clear cooperation policy from the yeah. National Association of Realtors, where we can't do pocket listings, we can't, you know, do uh, um, that type of thing. Um, yeah. I would imagine yeah. your, your relationship with the Association of Realtors give, could give us some sort of an insight on what people are doing, maybe getting yeah, around I that. And my understanding of the policy is, is until it's in the MLS, right, it's it's not to be uh, published out, right? Isn't that the whole idea? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're holding suit to it. And, you know, the, the premise behind it is to make sure that everyone has a fair opportunity to potentially bid on a property, right? It's not getting held by, by one individual or, hey, I'm only going to show it to this one person and try and protect it um, so that we can keep the price in a certain area. So uh, nothing different other than we're, we're holding true the policy and keeping in line with what NAR wants. Okay. I say we uh, open it up for some questions. We've got- uh, I have two more questions. You guys start two. thinking questions. And uh, if you do have a question, just hit the reaction uh, button on the bottom and then like do a thumbs up or a clap as you can see on my screen right now. Um, but David, I, I want to, you know, the biggest question that everybody asks me because they know I'm in financing and I'm yep. in question, where do you see the market, right? What's going to happen? So tell me your personal opinion, not the company's view, but just your personal opinion on where sure. you're the market in the next three months. And then separately, where do you see the market in a year from now? Yeah. Yeah. So just based on the activity and states opening up and the excitement that I'm, I'm hearing, I do think in the short term and the time horizon you gave, Lior, I, I do think we're going to get a, a little bit of a bump. Um, a lot more activity, a lot more people coming out of the woodworks, people coming out of their homes to so call it, right? So uh, I, I do see that that it'll tick up and, and we'll see that activity there. A uh, little bit longer term, yeah, there could be a correction from this. You know, there's plenty of people that are out of work right now. Um, there's a lot of people I know that are in retail. If you look across the United States, number one position of everyone out there is in retail, right? That's the most held job. And uh, most people are out of that. So that, that will have a long-term effect. Um, but in my personal opinion, I don't think you're going to see the type of correction like we saw with the Great Depression or the recent recession we had in 2008. Um, I think it'll hit and then, you know, shortly back up, it'll it'll get to a, a level, I would say by 2021, uh, we're back to a decent level again. Got it, okay. And I, I wanna challenge you on this next question a little sure. bit. Hopefully you can give a valuable tip here to, uh, to either newer agents or people that are looking to grow their team. But knowing all that you know now, with all the experience that you have and all the data from Realtor.com, if you were to become a Realtor tomorrow, what would be the one thing that you would choose to execute immediately to grow your business and to grow your brand? Yeah. Uh, the last thing you said is the brand, right? It's all about branding. Um, you know, nowadays, uh, if you're not being seen, you're not being sold, right? If, if they haven't seen you, they don't know you from Adam. Uh, we have a lot of, especially in our area, people coming from other parts of the state. Uh, I know Brian Payne very well. I know he's very well regarded in this area. Uh, but let's say I was coming from New York and I got a job opportunity to move to Los Angeles. 
I wouldn't know Brian from Adam, right? And unless he had that proper social media presence, which I know he does, but you can always have more of it so they know, you know what? Here's all the people that have the great things to say about Brian, and this is why he's looked upon as the local expert in the area, and here's his reviews. So that branding and having that presence online is more important than ever. Um, you know, it used to be that people would go to a restaurant just based on a referral. Uh, most people I know go based on Yelp, right? It's no different looking for a realtor today. Um, somebody, one of you guys on this phone may give a referral. Someone's still going to look them up and do a review and see what they see online about them, right? So it's important that you protect your, your, your brand, your naming, because that's, that's your story. Yeah. We see a lot of the big companies now. Social proofing is everything. And uh, if you can leverage yes. it, that's going to be helpful. So let's open it up. If uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and unmute uh, anybody that has a question. Does anybody in our large audience uh, have a question? Trying to see hands go up. Rosaline. Oh, we got Rosaline, we got Katie. All right, Rosaline, you go first. Katie, I got you next. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. Um, my question is, as always, is the coming soon. Now that we have the change with the coming soon, um, Redfin and Zillow will put the listings as coming soon in their website. Uh, WhenRealtor.com will do that. Uh, my understanding is as soon as it hits the MLS. Now, there is a way to do branding. And for instance, somebody who's doing one of our market reach programs or a local expert program, they can say, hey, click here or uh, reach out to me to see properties that are currently on this site. Uh, that is not disallowed as of yet, but to actually have the property on the site, it would have to be on the MLS. Um, the MLS puts the coming soon. Basically. Oh, they have it there already? Okay, then I apologize. Uh, I, for my understanding, it, it, it has to be active. Oh, it has to be active. So there is no coming soon feature in uh, realtor.com? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, we, we will have, I mean, obviously we have uh, pendings and sold, uh, but not coming soon yet. The MLS didn't remove coming soon yet? They don't. Re they, what they did, uh, you can put coming soon for 21 days on the MLS. And then after 21 days, it must uh, change to active. So Zillow and Redfin, they kept the coming soon, but they didn't say it in realtor.com because I assume if it's already an MLS, they can release that. Yeah, I we could be more conservative as far as that goes. Not I'm not uh, not sure. Okay. So Katie, I got you and Brian, I saw you raise your hand, so I got you next. Hey David, um I have a question. Uh sure, do you Katie. Have any uh, do you have any data um, how many more people are like browsing uh, realtor.com right now since they have more time when they sit in at home, um, like percentage wise or? Yeah, so we've definitely seen an uptick. Uh, there is a lot more people. Um, believe it or not, the uptick uh, used to be on the mobile. The percentage wise, it was about 70% mobile, uh, the remaining on desktop. Um, it's leveled out a little more even since this, uh, as you would imagine, you know, uh, pre-COVID people were out and about and they'd be searching on their phone. Now people are home, they got their laptops out, they got their desktops out and they're searching. 
Uh, but yeah, there's definitely an uptick. Uh, last numbers I looked at, it was at least 10% higher. Um, but you know, as far as making offers, making activities, uh, I think that's what's to come. And that's part of the uptick activity I, I said we'll, we'll see in the short term. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Brian, you had a question? I was really just going to comment on, um, hey, David, how are you, by the way? Hey, Brian. Great listening to you. Did a great job. And, um, you know, Realtor.com, my understanding is a broker, unlike Zillow and Trulia, correct? So you get your information. It comes immediate to the, if, so if I upload a property, it's immediately in the MLS. That's a benefit also of Realtor.com over some of these other companies. Um, what was I going to say? Do you have anything like in terms of comps or uh, since you guys have like everything gets, um, since you have pretty much the real MLS stats, since you are a broker, do you guys have systems in place for comps for like sellers? Yeah. So, so we added something pretty recent. Um, when you guys are done with this, pull up a property and uh, check out, there's like three different prices now that we're giving. So different than, you know, some estimates that you may get on other sites or some things that may anger a seller. Um, they came up with three different estimates, little similar to what you'd find on Kelly Blue Book when looking for a car, but it's kind of like a house in pristine condition with all the upgrades, maybe the higher price uh, house with maybe not so many upgrades, uh, not the most pristine on the block, right? And a house that needs a lot of work would have the low. So it allows you to kind of explain what the three different price points are. So if you have a seller who's really pushing for the high end, it would allow you, Brian, to go, look, we don't have all the upgrades. Uh, we're missing X, Y, and Z that are in here. So this house, yes, sold for that amount of money, but we don't have the pool. We don't have you know the extra siding that they want on all the new homes. So it, it allows for a little more explanation on your end when you're, when you're pricing a home. Excellent, I'll take a look at it. Thank you. Yep, for sure. Thanks, Brian. Anyone else? Was that you again? I like to ask questions, so why not? If I'm already here. Um, do you see any changes on uh, new construction sales in the future or any impact from COVID 19? Yeah. Uh, My question is like, what do you see? Yeah. So I, I do think it, it's going to be impacted. Um, I, I do feel for the short term, new construction sales will probably be okay. Um, back to what I was talking about, uh, probably by the end of the year, be affected. Um, I know there's a lot of players over the last few years that came in. Uh, the larger players probably won't go anywhere. I can see some of the smaller players getting washed out. Uh, people need to be ready to withstand any type of correction, even if it means it's short term. Uh, but I do feel that, you know, different, and I said this before, different than um, the recessions we've had or the, the Great Depression, this is not going to take a decade to recover. At least that's my opinion. Um, this is, I'm, I'm being optimistic about it. it. It will be a little painful, but I think it'll be short term. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, Brian. 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring up that I think it's our responsibility as realtors because we kind of help dictate this market. And we kind of create the stats as well, you know, and like when there's clients that are getting into conversations about like how the market is going to crash, you know, everything's going to fall apart. You know, what I, the stance that I try to take as a realtor to keep this moving forward is that, hey, that's not necessarily true. You know, it's a day to day uh, process. Right now, properties are moving, interest rates are low. Things are, you know, we're, we're in an environment where there is a little bit of a discount based off of the COVID. But I think it's up to us as professionals to hold the, the bar high because it's very easy to go into that conversation. And the conversation is really what nothing really changes in a good or bad market. The money's still available. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. create the market through conversations. So I think by holding the conversation high, we're actually holding the market up because the market, to be honest with you, is moving right now. That's a yeah. fact. It's moving. People are buying. Interest rates are low. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of, I'm just getting other, I guess the question is, what are you guys doing to engage when your clients are engaging in you with you in these conversations and they're going with whatever they're going with, what are you doing to kind of keep this market moving? Well, you know, to the optimistic approach, um, kind of telling success stories, right? We, we have a very high renewal rate and even during COVID, we have a very high renewal rate, meaning somebody signs up with us and you know it's a, let's call it a one-year contract, right? They're up in May, uh, even with what's going on, even in midst of the uncertainty, they're going, you know what, we're gonna go for another year, right? And we're, we're spreading those stories across someone in Michigan who's affected pretty bad saying, hey, I'm thinking of, uh, of canceling out or miss what's going on. We're giving the success stories and, and it's, it's what's going on, right? We got plenty of people that are having a great return on investment. Otherwise, they wouldn't be renewing. Hope that answers your question, Brian. Awesome. So, uh, unless there's any other questions, we are coming up on the 30-minute mark. And uh, one thing that we'd like to do to kind of finish on a positive note is uh, share. Uh, we started this last week. Uh, anybody here can share a win they had this week. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a takeaway uh, in that, uh, that, you know, we can all benefit from. Uh, so if anybody would like to share. I'll go first. I'll go first on this one, actually. Go ahead. I had um, uh, an escort, a vacant lot in Bell Canyon, fell out of escrow three different times. Um, people kept wasting our time. And um, there was one, buy one buyer that was just patient and waited for us. Uh, we put him in escrow a couple of weeks ago, he closed yesterday, recorded. Done and done. So happy about that. That's a win. Awesome. Awesome, Chuck. Uh, anybody else have a, a win for this week? Go ahead, Oza. <laughs> Very active here. Yeah. Okay. My housekeeper is back. My son is in the daycare, and I'm getting listing presentations, meetings. Uh, buyers that would like to see properties. So it feels like I'm back to the routine. So I'm very happy and very grateful. Have you done something for uh, that to happen or is it just kind of coming together? I prayed every day. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, I still worked. I worked and I tried to manage it with my husband going to showings because they still have uh, properties uh, for sale. Um, and I'm doing my follow-up and I'm very, very positive. So 
the fact that I put my son in the daycare back after two months and the housekeeper came, I feel relieved going back to the routine. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. You got, um, that's amazing, by the way. Kids in, uh, kids away, that's just a win right there. So uh, Chantal, we, uh, Chantal had a question, but I think we lost her video. Uh oh. Hi. No, where is she? You're unmuted. I yeah, unmuted, man. Yeah, I, oh, there she is. Video on our end too, but it says it's on your end. Uh, let's see. Hear you. Hello. Okay, we, uh, we got it back now. See, here we go. There, there we go. go. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Um, How are you doing? So we were just wondering what what people are seeing across the board right now as far as the mortgage industry is going with. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that no longer qualify for loans that they did qualify for before. And what you see, uh, you know, I'm in a small little community, tiny section of LA, uh, but what are you seeing out across the board as far as all that goes? I mean, it, you know, the, with the 30 million people out of work right now, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty devastated as far as the buyer's market goes. For sure, for sure. So I'll speak on it from a high level and from my perspective, but from there, I'd pass it to you, Lior, because before the call, we were just talking about this and you kind of have uh, your unique take on it, which I think is is uh, beneficial to hear. So uh, a lot of interest in it. Um, there are still people that qualify. There are still people in work. Um, I do know that there's some lenders out there that have structured their guidelines that they can still, if they can still show that there's some money coming in and they qualify with what they can prove, they will qualify them. Uh, but I don't, outside of that, um, if they were, if, if somebody was drastically affected, uh, my understanding is they wouldn't qualify at this time. And that will have uh, downstream effects down the road, but we are all hoping this is temporary. Right. Yeah, and I'll just, you know, quickly add to that and maybe I'll bring in my partner, Michelle, here in a second to, uh, to chime in as well. But uh, no doubt there's going to be an effect. A lot of people are not going to qualify uh, right now in the immediate uh, in the immediate position. There still isn't a solution for people that are taking the deferment option on their mortgage. So it's really good to advise your customers if they are thinking of either refinancing, purchasing or doing any kind of qualifying, do not take the deferment or the forbearance options because that's gonna disqualify you at least for the next year. Um, so people that have done it already in April, unfortunately we're out of luck on them, but those that are thinking of only starting in May, you have until the end of May to still educate them on what that can, uh, that can do to cause uh, their qualifying down the road. I personally believe that Fannie Mae and some of the agencies will eventually find a solution for that and, and have a workaround. We are starting to see our underwriters try to get creative in finding compensating factors to make up for some of the things that are, that are hurting. Uh, but it's really important to really find the right lenders, the right partners, because even all of us in the industry, we don't know what's changing tomorrow. We just know what changed yesterday and today but every day there is new news coming in. So just making sure that you're partnering with somebody that's a step ahead uh, and that can be a little more creative. Um, Michelle, if you wanna add anything to that, cause I know you're, you're deep in the details. So I'll go ahead and unmute you. Sure. 
So we did have a client that had a loss of income. So it wasn't a complete loss. It was just a partial loss. And uh, what we were able to do was to have a seller buy down the rate so that he would still qualify for the property. So that was a huge that's win. Interesting. Well, a, that's <laughs> two, that's a win for the week. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah. So just going on, you know, finding creative ways, working with sellers and buyers to really accommodate and make up uh, and kind of fill in for any compensating factors. Now, buying, di buying down the rate is very clever, very clever. Um, so I know we're, we're gonna wrap up in a minute. I just wanted to say, that the point of doing these uh, series is to learning, you know, how to align yourself. Aligning yourself here is really the key. Um, new agents, old agents, the point of the series is to, you know, put someone like uh, Roman, who's a broker in LA, or uh, Chantal from rebranding a brokerage in Topanga uh, to get you in front of someone at realtor.com or a VP at lawyer's title or whoever else we have come on here. So that is the point to get us in this kind of new sphere influence where we can kind of bounce things. And it's almost like a mastermind style session. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any final words, Leo? Yeah. Just to, to quickly wrap on the, uh, the win for the week, I'll, I'll give a very short one. And then David, I'd like to ask you for one also. Sure. But I, I'll just say that we got a, um, uh, we got a notification uh, last week that we were able to now price our high balance pricing. So anything over the 450000 in L.A. County and in the counties around us, we're able to price those as a regular conforming loan. So what that means for buyers uh, is they're able to get a high balance loan at 3.25% with no points where we check the brokers and, and the competing lenders around us. They're at roughly 3.875 with one point. So we're able to save them a lot more money. And then the, the purchasing power goes up because obviously the cost of borrowing money goes down. So that was a good win for us, which is exciting. And we're going to see a big uptick uh, this week. Uh, David, why don't you finish us off with, uh, if you have a win for the week, hopefully you have some. I, I, I do. Uh, so first off, you know, grateful to be here. Um, ex extremely privileged to be amongst you guys. Uh, win for the week. There were some painful changes we needed to make in the company uh, last week. Uh, not all of them good. And I had probably majority of my team reach out individually and send me a really nice note that they're here with me. They're here to support me. They're ready to go in this next chapter. They're going to roll up their sleeves, do what they can to make it happen. And that made me feel really good. Uh, got me hungrier, got me ready for this next phase. So um, I looked at that as a win and uh, it makes my team feel that they trust me and they're ready for what's next. That is awesome. Well, on that note, David, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're super, super busy now, so it's, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed uh, that you take the time to share with us and, and join us here today. Um, everyone else, thank you very much for joining next week, same place, same time. Please share with your friends. Get as many people on here as possible. Uh, the more we hear from, the more we all learn. So I want to thank everybody, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bye -bye. Bye. Thanks David. Bye, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Take care, guys. See ya. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.